The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I learned the lesson this past week. Wow, what a lesson. I'm going to end with this, but I want you to hear this. Open your hearts. This is Amisa. You know, we made a deal with the guys, the high school guys of our Torah center. And we said, guys, listen, if you learn for five months straight, every week, three out of four nights, you come in here night Seder, you don't miss. At the end of five months, we're going to take you on a trip. Big incentive. And they were psyched. Where are you going to take us, Rabbi? I'm going to take you to Orlando. Great. They're in. And that met for the last five months. These guys came in, they were steiging, they were learning their own mesechet to be Messiah the Siyum. We got them a whole staff of Rebbe's, these are the high school boys. I'm not talking about the adults at 9 o'clock, I'm talking about the high school program at 8.15. And these guys came in, 37, 38 guys signed up, and they went cracking for five months. Out of those 37 guys, 20 qualified that didn't miss at all, at all. Okay, here it is. Hamedaberum kayem, shechol devarav, emet, vasedek. The rabbi has to keep his word. So I came back from Eretz Yisrael, and the next week, Rabbi, no, when are we going? Oh, Rabbi, when are we going? I said, when are we going? We already booked you. We're going this week. And last week, we went to Orlando for two and a half days. And we took these 20 chevra and we took them out to the incentive trip. And like this, they'll feel great about themselves that they learned five months night Seder. I feel great about the fact that I kept them off the streets for five months at night in the Bet Medrash instead of any place else. Whole staff for Rebbe's. But at the same time, it paid off. These guys are about to finish the Masechet. We're going to be making a big seal here soon. So I said, guys, I'm going to show you we keep our word. We're going on the trip to Orlando. And like this, they'll learn for another five months and they'll see that the incentives are real. The rabbi delivers. Very important. These days when you're bringing up kids, it's all about trust and respect. Trust and respect. If they trust you, you're halfway there. If they respect you, oh, you're a lucky man. But that's a two-way street by them. We'll talk about that one day. So, we made the Orlando trip. And we decided, I'm going to take him to a house with a pool. No hotels, we don't do that. Give him a good night swim. And at the same time, we'll take him to a park, a family park. Monday night, we spoke about the family park. And we're going to take him to a fun stop which is a, 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 you know, more of an outdoor place like this. Everything is mamish on the up and up. No peritsut, no nothing. Beautiful. The trip was a blast. A crazy success. We ended off the last day. I took him to downtown Disney to bowling. And they left on a high. I'm telling you, these guys were like, this was the greatest trip we have. Rabbi, we're going to learn another five months now. Let's see if you can top this trip. And I'm thinking, oh, hey. We finished. We jumped back into the vans. We're going back to the airport. Now I'm saying to myself, we have a five o'clock flight. 
back to Newark. I got to get these back guys back on time. We go back to the airport. We're running a little late because just that's just the nature of these trips. You're running with 20 guys. It is what it is. And my wife and a bunch of vans. We come back to the airport. We pull in. We pull into the Alamo lot. And the people there. Let me check if you have, you filled up with gas. I sorry, I prepaid the gas. I don't see it on your contract. They start draining you a cup. They start going through the van. Wait one second. I think on this side of the van, I see something. I took full insurance. I don't see it on the contract. Let me call you. And they are starting to. I said, listen, guys, I got here 20 guys. It's a little over an hour and 20 minutes to the flight. We're cutting it really tight. I got to go. I'll work this out with you over the phone. I'm fully covered. I'm out of here. I said, guys, Abaita, let's go. Everybody with their roll on, we marched straight across the street to the terminal and to United we went. And I said to myself, oh boy, this is really tight. It's now an hour and 10 minutes to the flight. And we walk up and there are the kiosks. Now I want to tell you something. It's amazing. How when you're in a rush, the kiosk is not. I don't know if you've used these machines. They're in no rush. They think the hourglass turns over a heen and a hair, and you look, no, 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 there's 20 guys. This is not a joke. Hello. And now each ticket they give you its own confirmation. And we have to print out each one, one at a time, one at a time. Oh my gosh. I'm sitting there, the first confirmation off of the email. I was like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Finally, it spits out the first ticket. So, okay, 19 to go. And I'm looking at the watch and the next confirmation number. And of course, you miss it by a letter. You got to go back and do it again. And you're biting your nails. And then it spits out the next uh, boarding pass. They'll find I'm going one after the next, after the next, and we're giving it out. And I'm watching the clock tick away. And now there's an hour left of the flight, and I'm still five boarding passes short. And I'm looking to see is there anybody here in the airline that can help me? Maybe if I turn to somebody, I said, listen, you know, I got to get on the flight. I got 20 guys. I got an hour to the flight. They're boarding in 25 minutes. They ain't in no. It's just the kiosks. So I keep hitting this thing. I get the last five. Finally, we got about 50 minutes to the flight. And I turned to the guy and said, guys, I'm relying on Hashem. That Hashem is going to make sure that our security line is empty. Like this, we can whisk through, get to the gate, maybe by the skin of our teeth, even do a quick type of a mincha, and then jump on the plane. You guys with me? Yeah, Rabbi, we're with you. We start charging through the whole airport, get to the escalator, go up to the next floor, to the security lines. We come up to the next floor, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a zoo. A zoo. I didn't realize Thursdays on a weekend, Everybody had the same idea. I'm talking about literally. I mean, it just didn't stop. 
It's literally a thousand people waiting to get through the security. And TSA, America's finest, had three people working. Three people on a line of a thousand people. And I'm thinking, are you joking? Are you guys joking? This is a weekend. A thousand people are waiting. And they have all the time in the world. So I run up to the lady in the front where you have to show your boarding pass to get on the line. I say, oh, ma'am, how are you? I tried to pull out the Dale Carnegie, you know. Ma'am, how are you? And I, I used her name because I was able to see her name. You know, Carnegie, you know, used the name. I said, hi, Mrs. So-and-so. Hi, I have 20 wonderful boys here. We just had a wonderful trip. We're a class. And she's looking at me, yeah. I said, well, you know, maybe I have a line for groups. Because my flight is in about 40 minutes. And there is no way we're getting through this line in 40 minutes. This line looks like at least an hour. She says to me, try an hour and a half. I said, Shema Yisrael. I said, how am I going to make this flight? She says, sorry, this isn't New York. Oh, she's coming with the attitude. I said, you don't have a group line? No, nope. get online with everybody else. I said, oh, you got That's it. We got online with everybody else. And we were walking and moving two miles an hour, going nowhere fast. And the clock, I'm telling you, when you're in those positions and you start thinking about the parents of all these 20 kids that are going to be calling you very soon to find out how in the world did you miss the flight bringing my kids back home for Shabbat. And one smart kid says to me, Rabbi, it looks like we're spending Shabbat in Orlando. You know, we have a big kiddush with Mickey, you know. I said, that's not funny. We have to make this flight. He says, well, it doesn't look like we're going anywhere. And there's no one to talk to. There's nobody interested. No one ready to help you. I'm thinking to myself, Borehalam, come on, you, you, you know. You know that these guys learned for five months. You know I put myself in this crazy position just to give them the incentive. I can get another five months of learning out of them. Please. I, 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 I. Then I hit me. It hit me my mistake. It hit me my mistake. I was telling Borea Olam how to run the show. I was telling him that when we get upstairs, there should be no line. We'll whisk through. Get to the gate. Quickie mincha. I said, Matitzakelai. Why are you telling me how to run the show? Why are you telling me what to do? Are you ready to put yourself in my hands? Or are you still conducting your affairs? And you think, says Hashem, I'm going to fall in line. Which is it? I said, you know what? You're right. Abba, here I am. On a line with a thousand people. With 40 minutes to a flight with 20 guys. There's nothing I can do in this position. If you want, you can save me with your plan. Show me your plan. How are you going to save us? I'm relying on you to save us. Get us on this flight. Not only that, you can do everything. You can, you can get us to the gate with enough time to dive in Mincha, I'm on the plane, and, and, and go home with a smooth ride. I'm relying on you and your plan. That's it. Five minutes later, two officers from, an organ, from a company called Clear 
comes walking up to the spot where we're standing on line and starts talking to the lady right in front of me. And they say to her, ma'am, if you sign up with Claire for $179, we can clear you right through security. You don't have to stand on this line for another hour and a half. She says, $179, that's a lot. He says, well, if you travel, it's really nothing because we're saving you all this time. And at the same time, if you have American Express Platinum, it covers it. And I'm laughing to my wife because me and my wife signed up for Claire a year ago because American Express covered it. We had the Platinum, it covered it. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I could be on Claire now and Easy Street. I'm stuck here with the 20 guys. What am I going to do? Finally, she tells him, no, thank you. So I turn to the guy and say, you want to hear something funny? You want to hear something funny? I have Claire. And so does my wife. And we're stuck here on this line for an hour and a half. He looks at me like, why are you standing? This is what he said. He said, why are you standing in the middle of this jungle? Why don't you just come over? I said, my friend, I'm here with 20 guys. He says, yeah, okay. I said, what do you mean, okay? They don't have Claire. I have Claire. He says, okay, but how old are they? I said, they're 16 and 17, 11th, 12th graders. He says, so they're under 18? I said, yeah, they're under 18. He said, so are they your kids? I said, well, it depends how you look at it. You know, in Judaism, your student is your kid. So they're my students, my kids. He says, okay, I like that. He goes, click, click, pulls off the thing. Me and my wife, with 20 Mishugayim, walk right off the line, right up to Claire in the front of the line. It zaps my eyes, zaps her eyes, clears us through. Ten guys go with me, ten guys go with her. And the guy turns to his friend and says, all these are his kids? He says, yeah, he has 20 kids, 10 or 16, and the other 10 or 17. I said, yeah, my wife had a year that year. It's unbelievable. He took all the boarding passes, walked right up to TSA, flashed it, the guy didn't even look at it. We walked straight through. We got onto the turnbuckle, everyone put their suitcases on the thing, took off their sneakers, walked through. Six minutes later, we're by the gate. We had enough time for Mincha and our beat. Because the one who clears you in every problem and every situation is Abba. And he waits for you to realize, let me know when you're ready to give up. Let me know when you stop telling me how to run the world and what to do. Let me know when you're ready to rely on me to do things that you don't even know is possible. Says Moshe Rabbeinu, Klal Yisrael Darf Nish Kain Mitler. We don't know middlemen. We don't go through angels. We don't go through nobody. We're direct. We got the red phone. But Abba wants to know, do you know that? Do you know what it means? Do you know what it means to be a Ben to an Abba? A son doesn't need to go through anyone to talk to his father. But you need to know, Abba says, rely on me. Let me take care of you. Don't tell me how to do it. Don't tell me when to do it. Don't tell me how to do it. Just tell me that you are relying on me. And Borei Olam says the Bet Levi, 
made a nature of reality. Listen to this. The way the sun comes out, the way the moon comes out at night, he put a law of nature in this world of creation that when you rely on Hashem, he automatically helps you. That's it. It's an automatic. It has nothing to do with worthy, it has nothing to do with merits, it has nothing to do with good or bad, it has nothing to do with mitzvot averot. It's an automatic law of nature. Your boteach and rely on Abba, He saves you and helps you and envelopes you with chesed just because He's Abba and you're His son. Thank you for listening. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.